a native speaker featuring this podcast episode. to the next English podcast. Hi, listeners of uh, this podcast. And today's episode um, is dedicated to Petr Czech. Petr Czech. Petr Czech. Depends on how you pronounce it. And basically, Petr Czech is a Czech goalkeeper who has won a lot of trophies and accolades and broken a lot of records in the English Premier League, uh, which is uh, the best league in the world. And I decided to talk to Marvin about Petr Cech because I think he's the best person to talk to about this topic. Hi Marvin. How are you doing Zenek? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm doing fantastically well. How how what have you been doing since we last talked? Um, just the usual, you know, same old, same old. Watching a lot of football, recording the <laughs> podcast, <laughs> teaching English. <laughs> Sounds like we mirror the same life, my friend. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> So, um, Marvin, this is not your first appearance on this podcast, obviously. So, do you remember the last time you were here? I do. It was a lot of fun. I remember doing it. Uh, we talked a lot about teaching, didn't we? Mm -hmm. I actually dug it out for us. So, it was It was a double episode, actually. It was number 179 and 180 called A Word with a Rising Star Teacher. Lovely compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Published in uh, June 2017. Wow, that's what's a long that's, that's it, a, a time is, really yeah. goes. Time, fl <laughs> time flies when you're having fun. Yes, very true, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so why did I actually pick you as the ideal person to be recording this particular podcast episode episode about Petr Cech? Well, my friend, if you remember, and everyone, the listeners remember, at the last time we did the podcast, we talked a lot about football, and I'm a big Chelsea fan, and Petr Cech for me. Is like a god. <laughs> so Petr Cech obviously spent most of his career in Chelsea. So that's your team. And ironically, now Petr Cech is playing for my team, which would be Arsenal. <laughs> so that's that's uh, part of uh, the irony. And I, I, I like this kind of dynamic that we can talk about Petr Cech. And uh, also there is another thing. So what happened last week regarding Petr Cech? It's very sad. It's, he's going to be retiring at the end of the season. And uh, it, it's something, well, we expected something like that to come soon, but normally goalkeepers can go quite long. Uh, so, yeah, it was quite, quite surprising, but hopefully we can get him back to the club uh, when he finishes this season. Right. You, you, you're now talking about your own club, aren't you? Yes, we're talking <laughs> about Chelsea here, to come back to Chelsea. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised because he spent there like 10 years, so I'm pretty sure his heart is still there. Um, you know, I just wanted to uh, to uh, name uh, the stadium of your team, but I can't remember. Can you remind me the? Give, give me the first letter. S. Oh my God! It's not San Siro, is it? Like, no, that's where Milan play. <laughs> How can I forget this? Okay, give me the second one. S T. Stanford Bridge, of course. Yeah, How could go. I ever forget? So he wants to go back to Stanford Bridge, probably, but um, I, it's. All speculations at this point, really, because he hasn't made any proclamation yet about it. Sure. Uh, there are rumors that he will be offered a coaching role at the club, which I think is something really important that clubs still keep connecting to fans through, like, the legends of the club and, and you know, old players. Mm -hmm. Definitely, yeah. I, I'm sure we would take him here at Arsenal as well, but, um, yeah, I I, I I suppose he he would preferably go to Chelsea because, like I said, he spent there his best years of his career. But um, you mentioned that goalkeepers can go really long. Um, normally, infield players retire at the age of, let's say, 35, 36, something like that. But the goalkeepers can go all the way up to, let's say, 38, 39, 40. So why is it that Peter Cech uh, decided to... Uh, retire so early why do you think so well I think from uh, obviously reading a lot watching a lot of his interviews things he did I think 
he represents quite an intelligent player. And I think that when you know you're no longer able to do it at the same level that mm. you could before, I think that might be why that he wants to, to stop now. I think he realizes that maybe he doesn't have the reactions. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the same thought mm -hmm. process. And maybe, maybe that, that's something really big in his thought process about retiring now, possibly. Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Um, sometimes you, ha you just have to have this self self awareness, or what you might call it, you know, just to just to know know about your own abilities. And I, I I'm pretty sure like, he has been star for so long, you know, like, he's used to winning and being the main man. And at the moment he's number two in uh, even Arsenal. So, you know, <laughs> exactly, my friend, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I I guess being a number two as a goalkeeper, that must be one of the most difficult things to do in football because you don't get on a lot. You know, and, and normally you know when you're going to play. No matter what you do, you, you're not going to get ahead of the first choice keeper unless they make an error, make a mistake, sorry. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so so he's about 36, isn't he? I believe so, Thir yes. I, I think he is. So, yeah, it's a, it's a really shame, but at the same time, I think... Possibly it's it's the best time to retire for the reasons you mentioned yourself. So how do you feel about this whole thing? Well, actually, it was something uh, quite sad when I saw it. And also uh, there was a sense of relief because uh, when he, he plays for a rival team, you don't want to support. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that's something quite difficult with, with someone like him because he is part of such a large amount of our success. Uh, I mean, yeah. we will discuss that in another question, but mm -hmm. for me, I'm, I'm happy he's choosing to do it now and hopefully he comes to work with us again. I mean, this is my hope anyway. Yeah, but it, sometimes it also depends like um, how he leaves the club. And I believe, if I remember it correctly, that he, he left on friendly terms. There were no hard feelings or anything like that, so... Am I absolutely right? yeah absolutely right he left um in a very very respectful way mm -hmm. um, i mean ultimately he left because uh, courtois was given his position that yeah. snake and uh so for example if you compare the two check for us is is a legend and, and everyone really cares mm -hmm. a lot about him i went to the community shield game between chelsea and arsenal when he he i believe he played but i know for a fact his name was announced he received cheers claps everything so we really do respect our old players yeah that's that's very nice so you mentioned courtois obviously that's a belgium international and you also said that he's a snake that's because he's no longer in chelsea is he no he is not <laughs> is he playing in spain now where is he in atletico or he plays for real madrid, oh, real the biggest madrid club yeah. in the world yeah. oh yeah of course of course how could i ever uh, got that one wrong <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've won they've won three uh champions league in a row didn't they crazy and i think that makes them up to 12 or 13 i'm not sure exactly overall which is just incredible however currently they are struggling big time aren't they? that's what happens when i i guess you you sign players with a mentality to blame everyone else like their goalkeeper <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's go back to let's go back to Peter Czech because that's sure. uh, so. How do you actually pronounce his name? Uh, I believe it is Czech, and I, I did like the pun you yeah. opened with. Said I, he was a Czech keeper. That actually came to my mind when I was preparing for this episode. I was like, hmm, that must have been so many puns that <laughs> like the the journalists and the fans came up with. Like, check, oh, check out check out this keeper. Or, <laughs> and checkmate was checkmate, a common yeah, exactly <laughs> well it's funny because actually um in czech in my language it's pronounced czech but because there is no h, h sound in english so it's like, czech. yeah czech i but, like that <laughs> so basically in english it would be czech okay i i, I never really understood that i mean you I, I love that hearing the you know the language the accent so you know as fellow <laughs> teachers yeah, I think they have it in Dutch, I believe. They also have H sound in Dutch. Okay. Yeah. But um, so let's talk about uh, the legend. Uh, so if you look at Petr Cech's career, so before he played in Chelsea, do you, do you know which teams he played for? Actually, I'm not sure. We took him. Did we not take him from a Czech team? Uh, no, you did not because there was um, another team from abroad. It was Ren. I don't know. If oh, it's, French team. Yeah, it's a French team. I uh, should have they, known that. They were playing in the first. Uh, what's what's it called? It's not 
Is it League London? One League or League League Un? I think League, they call League Un. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely pronunciation there. League Un. <laughs> I gave it a try. <laughs> yeah, and he did really well there. Like it was, ob- it was obvious that the club was too small for him. But I read somewhere that you had tried to buy him even before he went to Ren. But he wanted to take. Um, the right steps like he didn't want to go immediately to a big club so that's why he decided to go to Rennes first yeah I think and that's a really admirable move mm-hmm. and again it brings me back to him really being a thoughtful kind of intelligent person because I yeah. think that probably helped him and Marvin let's be honest as the football players I, I don't know about you but I think you you play football just like me don't you Yes. We yes. don't we don't we don't have a reputation for being the most intelligent people, do we? Ask the football Absolutely. ask the football players. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not actually. It's quite a stereotype. Um, exactly. No, it's I'm, not I'm, sorry. I, well, because I play on a village, I have to actually say that it's often true. But <laughs> <laughs> self-critically, I have to point that out. But I think in P- Peter Czech's case, he is really uh, breaking the stereotype. Absolutely, yes. If you see some of his YouTube videos, he is very good at the drums as well, at playing drums, if you've seen a couple of those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have, yeah. yeah, I have. So, and, and if you hear him talk in like interviews, he's, mm-hmm. he's very articulate, his accent is good, yeah. you know, he carries himself well. Yeah, and bearing in mind, obviously, uh, English is not his first language, but it's the same in Czech, like he spe- speaks in the same kind of manner, and uh, yeah, like it's... Once, once you know how to express yourself, if you know what you want to say and how, just if you learn another language, it's not an obstacle for you really to express yourself well. So he's one of those guys that the the, the interviewers uh, are happy to interview. Yeah, and I think that sounds like just like him. I mean, when he did talk, he was very open, very self-critical as well at mm-hmm. times, which was really uh, refreshing when you, you listen to interviews and I th- especially if you compare it to a lot of the young English players you yeah. can tell that they haven't necessarily practiced very much for the media mm-hmm. yeah so that's better check uh, we are talking about his let's say personal char- character traits or personality and um, but uh, what what made him such a great goalkeeper Well, uh, from the beginning, I mean, a lot of us were kind of resistant to it because we it came at the beginning. We had a goalkeeper, an established goalkeeper uh, that was Carlo Cudicini. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I believe he got injured and then Czech got his opportunity even in preseason. And the, the season started, we, we were just not losing any games and he was making just athletic saves. And mm-hmm. it was just so good at the beginning and and his character you saw him like commanding yep. his defense at such a young age yep. and we really we really took to him very quickly mm-hmm. so like he had a lot of presence as we say right it was yes it, it's it's but it's we i said we would we would not speak about the personality now but it's can we really not because it's sort of it goes hand in hand right it's tied pretty much because if you have such strong personality and also his leadership then you can see that other players that the players around him the defense they if, if they trust one another then it makes him even you know more important for the team and gives him such an important um what do i want to say here <laughs> such role, an important important yeah. role in the team absolutely and and it's something like that he had that and and it was it's not common but we took to we took to him so quickly and who have thought he would have become you know did all the things that he did it was wonderful for us yeah you say uh, he did all the things that he did so obviously i uh, i would like you to tell us uh, about his um, trophies in chelsea now although it's it's a little bit painful for me to hear it as an arsenal <laughs> fan because <laughs> we, we were often on the receiving end because of that but uh, let's go through it then <laughs> And considering uh, all of the games, he actually played uh, a huge part in that. Do you know, overall, he won four Premier League titles, four FA Cups, three League Cups, Europa League and the Champions League. So he won a lot of things. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, I remember the Champions League win, actually. I was watching that. Obviously, as an Arsenal fan, I perhaps should not cheer for Chelsea, but I did at that point because of of him. And uh, it was wonderful. I remember you beat... Barcelona was it in the semi-final? So yes, 
Yeah. yeah. That's interesting you say that because I also cheered for you. This might surprise you when you were in the Champions League final against Barcelona. Mm-hmm. And this, uh, and I retain this to, to now to this day, that the day that we won the Champions League is the best day, best night of my life. Yeah. And uh, a huge debt, uh, in, I'm indebted in some way because Petr Cech played you know, a huge, huge role in that. Not just saving the winning penalty, yeah. but also saving the penalty in extra time from our ex-player, uh, Robin. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. So it was against uh, Bayern Munich, right? Yes, against Bayern in their own backyard. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's amazing. I remember that. Yeah, but uh, I also remember that semi-final against Barcelona uh, and then Torres, Fernando Torres, scoring that goal when he ran uh, across half of the pitch. Uh, it's quite um, vivid in my memory. It's uh, very nice for us because he was getting a lot of uh, criticism, and, and when that goal went in, it was the fifty million pound goal, as we call it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, he used to have like long hair or something, and and then. When he, he had his hair cut, he started playing badly. That, that's what I thought was the reason. He was so it, could be. it could be. <laughs> the, the hair was cool. I mean, I actually did my hair like that, Zenek, for a while. Oh, you did? Was because, yeah. because, because of him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's next, Marvin? Is it, is it David Lewis's hairstyle now? Oh, I wish. I did have long hair recently, but unfortunately I've got it cut. I'm getting older, Zenek. Yeah, it's the same for me. I can't have long hair anymore. It's just that uh, yeah. it doesn't doesn't work anymore. So yeah, <laughs> the maintenance is quite hard to keep that going, right? <laughs> it is, yeah. But we still have players like Robin or other bolder-ish players. Yeah, that uh, we can follow. So that's absolutely yeah. my friend. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or actually, actually, we could do what Peter Czech did, because when he plays, obviously. And I bet this is his sort of differentiating feature that everybody knows this is Peter Cech when he puts this thing on. What am I talking about, Marvin? You're talking about his wonderful hat, his iconic skull cap. Yeah. <laughs> Now this uh, is, is uh, I think it ended up becoming quite a, uh, a symbol of exactly. who he was. Mm-hmm. I think people around the world would have known, oh, Cech, it's the guy with, with yeah, the hat. Absolutely. I think... Um... It was. It must have been some partially. I'm pretty sure he wore it uh, in the first moments because he had to. But then I'm sure he could have like taken it away or taken it off. But he taken it off. Sure. Taken it off. Yeah. But he didn't. Uh, I think it maybe has to do with the marketing or uh, like symbol some symbolism or I don't know. It is possible, although I do remember after the the incident, uh, they did say that he had to wear it for the rest of his career. I'm not sure how true that is, mm-hmm. but uh, of course, I think it really enhanced his image, actually. Definitely, yeah. I could have been wrong about this. Maybe you are right that he had to wear it. But anyway, could you could you remind our listeners what actually happened? Like, why did he have to wear that hat then? Right, so it was a very um, unfortunate game against Reading, and... Uh, It was a game where one player, not very, uh, I won't say anything bad on the podcast, but it, for me, it was a very, very bad incident. And mm-hmm. Czech slides to pick up the ball. And uh, the guy, Stephen Hunt, his name was, he yep. comes flying in at a rapid speed, knee first into his head. Mm-hmm. And it, it could have been a life-threatening injury. It was it was horrible to watch. So, And yeah. yeah. So I think he fractured his skull, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. And it was a... That's not his only injury either. He had uh, an incident in training with Tao Ben Haim, who was a player of Chelsea for that one season, uh, accidentally stepped on his face ah. and he had to have plastic surgery. Oh, I had no idea. I didn't know about that one. He's had quite uh, bad luck with some of those. Mm-hmm. But especially this injury was really like life-threatening, as you said, because yes. like when it happened, the doctors weren't sure if he would be able to carry on playing football, you know. So, yeah, yeah, and it makes you think. I think it's a very kind of fragile thing because you know you you sometimes you even give so much hate to some players. I mean, I know I have, I do sometimes, uh, but you won't want anything bad to happen to them. Like That's... you you saw that to your own player, and you imagine how like fragile the thing can be because yeah. that could have killed him. I mean, yeah. it really could have. It could have. Yeah, it was it was really ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so sad, sad situation that was, but thank God he came back and, and, and a dream career after that. Yeah, so you're saying dream career, so 
again, so he won four Premier League titles. That's amazing. So it's like we're talking in, t- in 10 years' time. Yeah. It, it's crazy. I, 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 can't, I believe the injury, I don't remember the year, but maybe it was 2000 and... It was the last year of Mourinho, or was it the one before? No, 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 no. I, I'm sure it was uh, um, so 10, years, 10 years before and maybe more. It could have been like two, 2006 or 2007 Six. or something like that. Maybe 2006, yes, because mm-hmm. we did not win the league that year, but we won the FA Cup and the, the Carling Cup double, and okay. he was back for that. So, um, yeah, and it's, and if you look at it now, I mean, four Premier Leagues is crazy. He won the Champions League. He won, he's almost won everything at club level. Yeah, and, exactly. And he wasn't a passenger. I mean, I, we had a good defence, but he will, I mean, he kept us in games. Yeah, that's, that's one thing I wanted to ask you about because, well... How to put it nicely? Well, under Mourinho, you were known for obviously winning and um, you had an amazing record, but also other fans of other teams didn't really um, didn't really like your defensive style because we, we just used to say that you were parking the bus. Because that, that's what Mourinho likes to do. So how, what's your opinion on that? What's your take well, on it? Well, my take is uh, we were blessed in many ways. At the beginning, however, I mean, I don't know what you remember about our first season under Mourinho, but we scored more goals in the first two seasons than any team had before Manchester City last year took the record from us. Uh-huh. But uh, So originally, we were a very attacking offensive team. We had Robin, Duff, Joe Cole. But over time, we did start becoming uh, the, the bus parking team, as you <laughs> mentioned. Yeah. And, I think that might have helped check a little bit, but I don't think it can take away. Hmm. I mean, I don't know if you see parking the bus often. I mean, we see it a lot nowadays, but I think if you do that, you also invite pressure, mm-hmm. which for me means check had a lot of things to do yeah, well, it, as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it could be could, could, it can be a good strategy if you have got um, suitable players for counterattack and fast players like you have wonderful player Hazard. It's yes. one, one of those that can do something. Uh, some magic and um, yeah so that's Petr Cech so he he won so many things with Chelsea obviously and then he came to Ar- to Arsenal because of what you said because of him losing the uh, pole pos- not pole position but the first you know he, he was no longer the first choice keeper and uh, so he went to Arsenal where he thought Absolutely. he might win something but <laughs> Well, he did, I think. Right? He did, he won, yeah. He, he won, he won uh, FA Cup, or maybe two, I'm not sure. Two or one I, FA Cups. I um, think one he didn't play, but because uh, it was against us. Yeah. Uh, and it, we, I think David Ospina was in goal. But the first one, I, I think he won. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, so at least that. But also, obviously, he was um, uh, an important international player for the Czech Republic football team. And uh, I don't know if you are aware of his biggest success, but uh, it would probably be the Euro 2002, uh, 2004, sorry. Um, it was when the Czechs reached the semi-final. And wow. Yeah. Oh. It was, he was very young at the time, but he was part of the team. So that's the, that's the furthest he could get. But unfortunately, after that, we, we only got worse as a team. We, um, the, our best players just retired one after another, and then then he decided to end his um, international career as well. So, yeah. So even then, I mean, achieving a position like that in your country, I think is fantastic for him because oh, he got to the. Yeah. How how do you see him in Czech? In, in is Czechia now or is it still Czech Republic? Uh, I'm not totally it's, sure. It's Czech Republic, but we have okay. like another official name for the country, Czechia, for some reason. But nobody really uses it here, so <laughs> it's just politicians decided to give us another name because they thought it would be better for business and something like that. But sure, sure. So, um, how is he seen? Sorry to interrupt you, Dzenek. How no, is no. he seen in in your country? You're not interrupting at all, Marvin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> obviously, he's he's well respected here, just like in Chelsea. He's a legend, and like there's nothing nothing bad anybody ever says about him. Because the thing is, like you have some players who who sort of um, often say something bad about the team, so. He's not one of those guys. He's just so intelligent. So he always knows what to say. He always respects 
the opposition. So there's like there's no one who who would say anything bad about Petr Cech. It's impossible here. So that's very nice to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many appearances he had for Arsenal, but for us, he played 486 games. I didn't mention that, but he's mm-hmm. also got the record for most clean sheets in Premier League history. Yep, I wanted That's to combined. get to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, do, sorry. Do, do you know the number? That's <laughs> no, fine. It's fine. It was one of, sh- one of the questions. So do you remember the number? The number of clean sheets? Yep. Uh, I shared it the other day on my page, on my Facebook, but I, I cannot now remember. Uh, well, you, it's your lucky day because I do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he he has got currently 202 clean sheets and wow. that's amazing obviously it's obviously most of them he got in Chelsea but his 200th clean sheet uh, was in Arsenal football team but he waited for it for a long time wow that's that is crazy right that's so crazy how how many clean sheets you can have yeah obviously it is And, and for me, sorry, continue. No, 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 nothing, nothing. Go on. Oh, I'm just going to say, for me, the best Premier League goalkeeper in history. Mm-hmm. That's very. And nice. we both had. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry, yeah, that's that's the, <laughs> that's the Skype for you. You know, it's just. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. I was saying it's uh, also fantastic that he, you know, is something that we both have. We shared this player. I mean, other players we've shared, I'm not sure, are very well respected from each fan base. <laughs> well. I think there is one player you might not want to talk about. You don't like him so much, I know, but and obviously that's Fabregas. Uh, <laughs> he, he was a legend in Arsenal and then he went to your team and then I know you're not a big fan of him. Absolutely. I mean, I, I was never a fan of his. Uh, actually, um, he played his last game for us recently and I actually felt terrible because I saw him crying coming off the pitch and mm-hmm. I assumed he didn't care and he was a bit of a mercenary, but maybe I was wrong because he seemed like he really cared for playing here, which is strange because he was an Ars- in, in most of our eyes, he's mm-hmm. an Arsenal legend. Mm-hmm. Well, you see, for me, it's like Petr Cech. I think he's such a such a professional that even though I'm convinced that his heart is still in Chelsea. I think he gave it everything, every single time he played for us. So I believe Fabregas is not such a, how to say it nicely. He's he's all right, I think. Okay. Yeah. It sounds like, it sounds absolutely, I mean, I love discussing uh, someone like this because for me, he's, I mean, Czech, he's, he's a great, great champion. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. And there's one more record, which we could mention. That's like how long he has uh, he didn't concede a goal basically. Do you know about that? How long? No. Yeah. Uh, please enlighten me. Um, I do remember this quite vividly because it was at the time I was living in England. I think it happened in 2006 or 2005. Not sure exactly, but he did not concede a goal for 1,025 minutes. And do you know why I remember it? How was it Arsenal that scored? <laughs> no, no, because I actually won a competition. There was a competition that he launched on his site asking his viewers to guess how long this would last. Yeah, and I thought I would go for number 1024 because it's some strange number in mathematics. It's something like two um, squared or something like that several times. How do you say that? To the power, just... to the power of eight or something like that. Oh God, uh, maths is not my strong suit, but I think you're right there. A- when you're anyway, to the power it, of... yeah, it's some it's some important number in mathematics. So I was like, hmm, I'll I'll go for that. And then so basically, I was wrong just just by one minute, and that wow. that meant that I came second in his competition. I didn't win it, but the se- second place meant that I got his uh, shirt. So he sent me a shirt. You have his shirt? Yeah, like the goalkeeper, like the goalkeeper one. I also have this Zenek. I've got the green one. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh wow, the one with the gold Chelsea badge. I don't remember anymore because it's. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know where, where it is now, to be honest with you. But I know I, I have it somewhere. <laughs> Could wear that for tonight's game. Yeah, definitely. And it's it's an it's another reason I invited you onto this podcast because it's really interesting. But we actually playing each other uh, tonight we are and it's uh, it could be a very interesting game I mean this time there is something on the line for both of us as we pursue the top four position mm-hmm. yeah but currently our teams are not in the best possible um, situation especially us I don't know how about you but 
we are definitely struggling. We have a new manager, uh, Arsene Wenger ended his uh, rule. Um, he, he left, obviously, after how many years? 20, 20 odd years. Crazy. So many. Something like that. So he was obviously a big person, person in Arsenal, but was no longer winning anything for us. So I guess it was the right choice. Now we have a new, we have a new manager and there are some problems. So, for example, our best played players, Mesut Ezil, best played player, Mesut Ezil. I'm sure you know him. Of course. Um, there is a there is a big problem with him currently because he, he's basically overpaid and there are some rumors that uh, the other players are not taking it lightly and that he, he's, he has got some issues with the manager and nobody knows really what's going on there but he is basically leaving him out from matches like it's all, almost like every other match he's not even on the bench and it used oh. it used to be that uh, the manager said that it was because he was injured but now he no longer says that and it's just something something is happening that for me is very interesting that you mentioned because uh, I mean he, he is obviously known as as a big game player, not a big game player, but a big player. Mm-hmm. And uh, to to drop your big player, I think always comes for criticism. Uh, yeah. And as you're saying about the condition, I think we are not playing so well. Uh, it's quite interesting that we parallel our problems because you guys, I think, you have trouble creating chances. We have trouble scoring chances. So if we could somehow swap some areas of our team, I think it could work well. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, what plays into our advantage is that it's it's a home match for us, so it's played in the Emirates Stadium. On the other hand, I think you, you are favourites now because our defence is very um, shaky at the moment. Interesting. I mean, for me, I feel that this could be a good opportunity for your team. Um, I love to feel confident about Chelsea's games, but when I've watched them recently, I I always wait for the goal to come against us after dominating possession. But Arsenal also being a possession team, I'm hoping that the game will be a bit more attacking like our first meeting this season. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Let's hope it's an interesting match, whatever happens. I hope so, my friend. I hope so. Yeah, so is there anything else to say about Petr Cech? Did we cover everything he, we wanted? Did I mention he was a god to us Chelsea fans? <laughs> <laughs> Several times, Marvin. <laughs> okay, that's a, that's another one added to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, he's, sorry, continue. Sorry. No, 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 nothing special really. I just wanted to ask about like his best um, qualities as a goalkeeper. So we mentioned that he was very commanding and... But what what else would you say? Like, wasn't he good at uh, catching penalties? And what else? Um, he was absolutely fantastic at saving penalties, and it's something mm-hmm. you can really underrate uh, from your goalkeepers, especially uh, if you look at. I mean, Aritha Balaga, our new goalkeeper, he's not saved one I think but he's not had many to deal with yet but Courtois I don't remember him ever saving a penalty for us honestly I cannot even remember one yeah but I I guess penalties are sometimes about luck because actually it was I think two years ago when Petr Cech had a terrible record of conceding 16 goals from penalties in a row so he didn't catch he didn't catch or he didn't save a single penalty uh, 16, 15 or 16 times. It was horrible. But then when it happened, finally he saved it. Everybody was very happy for him. Oh, that's unfortunate. I think like with penalties, you, you favor the striker, right? So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, he saved the important ones, you know, like that Champions League penalty. I will not forget that. Mm-hmm. that, the, that was, the one from yeah. Schweinsteiger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And he was great at a lot of things. Like he could, his reaction saves were fantastic. He was, mm-hmm. he was good at commanding the box. I mean, there was nothing. Oh well, maybe distribution. Distribution, he didn't have so yeah, much. like kicking the ball around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, just like kicking the ball to a player in your team, or like for like now we see it a lot more of like Allison and Edison and even Kepa. They are very good at that. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you think that Peter Cech, uh, when he retires, which will be at the end of the season, do you think he will go to Chelsea then? I hope so. Uh, I hope that he will come back because he, I think he belongs here as part of the club. I think he's a big part of the club here. Like, I mean, he played so long. Absolutely. So, I mean, fingers crossed, honestly, I, <laughs> I wouldn't take it against him if he does that. I think he, de- he deserves to go anywhere he wants uh, for what he has done for for uh, the Czech team and even for Arsenal I mean he 
some fans may be divided about him, but personally, I, I think he did quite well here, uh, all things considered. And most fans will say nothing bad about him anyway. Wow. And, and, and I think, I mean, I would hope that people think good about, about Czech because, I mean, I think he was always respectful. and Exactly. Yeah. I think the way you leave a club, it says a lot about the player, right? A lot about the player. And, and he never made any, you know, he never made any trouble about leaving. He just said that he mm -hmm. couldn't be a number two, you know, the rest of his career. And he, he got his opportunity at Arsenal. And I think he was worth the money for you guys. Definitely, yeah. He's a fair guy. Um, kudos to him. And do you think once he becomes a Chelsea, let's say, uh, goalkeeper coach or wherever he goes, if he's in the board, I don't know what, what the rumors are, but do you think he will still be wearing that hat? <laughs> I would like to hope he would uh, put it on a few times for us fans. <laughs> Imagine that, like on the bench as a, as a coach wearing that hat. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine him doing it. I think that the hat will probably go from now on. <laughs> could be some sort of superstition or something. Like he he can't take it off, um, otherwise he he would uh, lose matches or something. <laughs> it could well be. Uh, I also just remembered we also have another shared player. We have Olivier Giroud. Right, you're right. Yeah, and he did really well in Arsenal. So we have good memories on Olivier Giroud. Although I again, there there might have been some fans who were a little bit against him. Who slacked him off, but um, most fans, I think, um, have good memories. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we we really consider him. Like he joined, and and the fan, it's not common that a fan will take to a rival player like that. But we took to Giroud very quickly, mm -hmm. uh, and he helped us win the FA Cup. I mean, he really worked hard in those last games, and for us, he's he's we we really like him here. Yeah, I, I remember some some wonderful goals he scored, like the scorpion kick or <laughs> some back heels. He, he can produce some magic at times. He doesn't look like... He strikes you as someone who's quite clumsy, but he's actually quite technically gifted. Actually, yes. And, and I remember that scorpion goal, which is wonderful. What a great goal. Yeah. Czech would have saved it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's actually a lovely note to end this podcast on. Uh, Marvin, <laughs> Czech Wonderful. would have saved it. <laughs> it's it's been a, it's been delight has been I I'm delighted to have come on the podcast. It's been very fun for me today. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation, and um, I, I hope you all the best, except for the match tonight, of course. <laughs> <laughs> may, may the best team win with all good decisions, and it will be fine, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good luck with your teaching career as well, and um, we'll keep in touch. Thank you very much, Zenek. Have a great night, my friend. See you later. You too, Marvin. Bye-bye. Just a caveat. Do not leave now. Do not turn off the device yet, because there is more content in this episode. I decided to record a short language analysis. This time, it won't feature the fixer. That's because I've recently received a wonderful email from one of my listeners. Um, I'm probably going to read the email out uh, in more detail Um in one of the future episodes because I've recently received a lot of emails from wonderful listeners and I think I will probably do one episode responding to all these emails. However, in this particular email, uh, the listener was basically telling me that he's listened to my uh, latest episode, uh, language analysis of the interview with Luke, and he thought that as much as it was uh, interesting, the fixer is not something that is actually helping me personally and my English. He thought that I was being too hard on myself and he thinks it might actually not be a good idea to keep doing this. So I gave it a think and I came to a conclusion that he might actually be right. So in this episode, um, I couldn't help it. I couldn't help doing a language analysis episode. That's because there were way too many mistakes and inaccuracies as well uh, on my part, as usual. So, you know, I thought... This really has to be done in this case. And um, while weighing up what this listener told me, I drew a conclusion that uh, the fixer will be put to bed in this episode, you know. But that's not that does not mean that he will never come back. Because on, on the one hand, I agree with the listener. On the other hand, it's kind of fun doing the fixer's impression. I enjoy doing the fixer. So it will probably be back at some stage at some point, but uh, in this episode, I'll, I'll try to do it quickly. So let's dive right into it. 
You've been listening to Zdenek's English Podcast, a podcast with less change than anyone would expect. Is he playing in Spain now? Where is he? In Atletico or? He plays for Real Madrid, oh, Real the Madrid, biggest club yeah. in the world. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, of course. How could I ever uh, got that one wrong? So obviously here we were talking about Carlo Cudicini. Correction of the correction. It was actually Courtois, the Belgian international, not Cudicini. And my mistake was that I did not remember that he played for Real Madrid. I mean, to be fair, I'm not a Chelsea fan. So I think I'm excused, sort of. But I'm not excused for saying, how could I ever got, got that one wrong? I should have said, how could I ever get that one wrong? Because, as we know, after modal verbs and should, believe it or not, is a modal verb, you need to use an infinitive of a verb. So got is the past tense form, so I needed to use get instead. Yeah, they've won, they've won three uh, Champions League in a row, didn't they? Well... They have won three Champions League in a row. That doesn't make much sense, does it? There's not much concord happening here. Um, if I say three, that suggests that the noun should be in plural, shouldn't it? So I should have said they have won three Champions Leagues in a row. Or perhaps I could have said they have won three Champions League titles or trophies or something like that. Well, because I play on a village, I have to actually say that it's often true. So here I'm not actually quite sure that I can use this preposition on. I play on a village. I don't think it's particularly right. I should have probably said I play in a village or even better, I play for a village or for a village team. That would have probably been more accurate. Um, obviously, that's Fabregas. Uh, he, he was a legend in Arsenal and then he went to your team and then I know you're not a big fan of him. So here, let me just point out that Fabregas actually did not go straight to Chelsea from Arsenal. I don't think he would have done that, really. That would have been considered a betrayal, maybe even. But he went to Barcelona, which was a team that brought him up, I think. So... We actually quite understood why he made that move at the time. So he was not considered a traitor in Arsenal. But when he decided to go to Chelsea rather than Arsenal, after he ended his spell in Barcelona, that was something that some of our fans could not put up with. On the other hand, uh, I heard some rumors that he hadn't been offered a place in Arsenal, that actually Arsene Wenger, our manager at the time, wasn't actually interested in signing him. Therefore, he went for Chelsea. Oh, and there was one more little mistake. I should have said, I'm not a big fan of his. Not fan of him, fan of his. Like a friend of mine, friend of his, friend of hers, yeah? So, friend of his. And Marvin corrected me there rightly. And I thought I would go for number 1024 because it's some strange number in mathematics. It's something like two um, squared or something like that several times. How do you say that? To the power, to the power of eight or something like that. So to be honest with you, I actually looked this one up because I didn't want to mess up something that some of my listeners may consider as a terrible, terrible mistake. Obviously, um, I'm sure you're aware that I'm not that I'm not one of the greatest mathematicians in the world. Saying that, I do have some listeners um, who understand technical English, and I actually happen to teach technical English this year, so I may as well know this. So I looked it up, and it turns out that I should have said two to the power of ten. What does it actually mean, two to the power of ten? It's basically two times 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 two. I don't know how many times I said it, but you have to do it ten times. That's why it's two to the power of ten, right? And so it's basically something that we do in mathematics. We write two, and in the upper index you write ten, like in smaller font. So that's that. In other words, two to the power of ten is one thousand and twenty-four. Try it 
check it on your calculator if you do not believe me. And there are some problems. So for example, our best played players, Mesut Ezil, best played player, Mesut Ezil, I'm sure you know him. So this one kind of makes me laugh for some reason. Because I basically knew the moment I said it, I knew I said something wrong. I knew something happened there. So I tried to fix it by saying exactly the same thing. So by making the same mistake again. And they say you don't step into the same river twice. Well, in my case, you do. I don't know how this is possible. I don't know how you can make a mistake like that. But I meant to say the best paid player, the best paid player. I think I actually knew, I actually know why I made that mistake. Because played and paid, best played, best paid, best played, best played, best paid. It's easy, very easy to fall into the trap of making a mistake there, isn't it? Very similar words. So best paid player, that means uh, they pay him uh, the most money out of all players in the Arsenal team. And we were talking about Mesut Ezil, the German international could wear that for tonight's game yeah definitely and it's it's an it's another reason i invited you onto this podcast because it's really interesting but we actually playing each other uh tonight so no idea what happened here but i think i omitted the auxiliary verb are for some reason and that's because you know the english often pronounce it like uh so i think i assumed that i'd said it I'd assume that I said we're, we're, but I didn't. I said we and that then playing. So the auxiliary verb was missing there. But I think this particular mistake was uh, just a little slip, really. And nobody, almost nobody noticed it. But anyway, and also I would like to point out and to add salt into my friend's wound, to rub it in a little bit, that Arsenal actually managed to win that game against Chelsea 2-0 which is an amazing result for our team because, to be honest, we did not expect anything from that match. Or at least I didn't. And some fans were very skeptical about this. So um, I'm sorry for rubbing it in, but I think that's what friends do sometimes, don't they? You know, friends tease each other like that. And I'm quite confident, uh, Marvin, that you'll have plenty of opportunities to get your own back to get your own revenge on me, because your team is Chelsea. You support Chelsea. I support Arsenal. And we haven't been particularly good lately. I hope it will turn round. I really do, because I love my club. At the moment, I think you are a bigger club. Or at least in the last 10 years, with the help of Peter Cech, of course. So I don't think there is any denying that. Absolutely. So, I mean, fingers crossed, honestly, I I wouldn't take it against him if he does that. I think he, de he deserves to go anywhere he wants uh, for what he has done. So, of course, Peter Cech deserves to go anywhere he wants after his great contribution to our team, to Arsenal football team. But I shouldn't have said I won't take it against him because the phrase, the actual phrase is I won't hold it against him, which means I won't blame him. Basically, it means I won't be upset if he does that. Right, you're right. Yeah, and he did really well in Arsenal, so we have good memories on Olivier Giroud. I think it should be we have good memories of Olivier Giroud. We have good memories of somebody or something, not on. Okay, my bad. I apologize. I won't do it again. Sorry. We have good memories of Olivier Giroud. Just like Chelsea fans have great memories of Peter Cech. It's not common that a fan will take to a rival player like that, but we took to Giroud very quickly. Surprise, surprise! There's actually no mistake here. I just thought that I would take this opportunity to clarify the phrase... The flay? Flay? No, it's not phrase a verb. It's a phrase a verb. To take to someone. To take to someone means basically to start liking someone very quickly. Uh, this is something Marvin used in this uh, interview a few times, a couple of times. So you may actually go over it again. Thank you very much for accepting the invitation and um, I, I hope you all the best. I'm sorry, but what the fuck? Excuse my French. There was no other way around it. What the fuck? How could I say I hope you all the best? 
Of course it should be, I wish you all the best. I know this, for Christ's sake. Well, if the fixer had seen this, he would have gone mental. He would have gone bananas, insane. He would have destroyed me. Thanks God, he's locked up. Made the best team win with all good decisions and it will be fine, I think. Yeah, I think the referees um, refereed the match quite well. And wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Arsenal were the winner. But anyway, Marvin, it's been great to have you on the podcast. I hope this is not the last time. I hope um, I hope I didn't push it too far with my um, little provocations. I hope not. And uh, I think this has been a great episode. And I'm really glad that I decided to talk to you about Petr Cech because I think he deserves this tribute. I think this is a nice homage to his career and to what he did for Chelsea and how he basically promoted this wonderful sport, football, how he became an ambassador of the sport that we all love so much. And I hope the listeners of this podcast also loved this topic of football, because I don't always talk about football here that much. So I hope you did not mind. And as always, feel free to send in some messages, write comments in the Facebook group. I've received a lot of emails recently, and it's always great to hear from the listeners. And also, if you want to help me and the popularity of this podcast, feel free to write a review on iTunes. It is really helpful, believe it or not. It does make a huge difference because somebody else will read the review and they will be encouraged to try and give this podcast a go. So thanks a lot for listening. Thanks, Marvin, for featuring in this episode. And until next time, bye. Thanks a lot for listening. For more information, go to Zdenix English Podcast Facebook group or visit zdenixenglishpodcast.podbean.com.